On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, two of the Western Canadian Baseball League's top speedsters join us to talk about their very different paths in the sport. Welcome to episode 141 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. As the Western Canadian Baseball League season winds along, we wanted to give you a chance to get to know some of the players who've been entertaining us with their play this summer. That continues this week with a couple of stolen bases leaders, Dogs Black infielder Alejandro Cazorla-Granados and Edmonton Prospects outfielder Connor Bronson. Now, grateful is a word that comes to mind when you hear Cazorla Granado speak. Grateful to be in Canada, to be in Alberta, and to be playing the game he loves. The young infielder was born in Venezuela, but with that country's political instability, his family moved to Canada. Initially settling in B.C., Cazorla Granados fell in love with baseball, watching players from his home country like Miguel Cabrera and videos of Omar Vizquel. He moved away from his home away from home to Okotoks to attend high school at Dogs Academy, and as he says, he never looked back. He's accomplished a lot so far, including being near the top of the leaderboard in almost every offensive category this summer with Dogs Black. We caught up with him mid-last week to talk about his season and his journey, which will continue this fall at Crowder College. Alejandro, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, I've been following it for a while, so uh, it's my pleasure to be on here for sure. You've been tearing it up on the base paths at the plate for the Dogs Black team this season. What's been key to your success so far? Uh, honestly, uh, definitely the process that, that's been built throughout the past four years, uh, Obviously, I've been in the academy quite a while, and it took me a while to finally, you know, fully fully buy into the process that they do out here. And I feel like once I came in, you know, my later years out here, uh, it's, it's starting to click a little bit. You're a Dogs Academy guy, as you said, probably grew up in a program watching the college team play, especially that championship run in 2019. What's it like now being the guy on the field for that team and seeing it all kind of come full circle? Uh, it was definitely more than I could ask for. Uh, fun fun fact, actually, is that 2019 year, uh, Joe and Andy, uh, luckily, you know, gave me and this other guy in the academy, named Fernando, the opportunity kind of to travel around, you know, practice with the team and stuff like that, almost like a like a red shirt kind of thing. But you know, to us being you know 11, 12 grade kids, like. It was everything, and you know we'd go to the games, see packed stadiums, and all we ever wanted to do was, you know, play play in front of that. And now that I, I have the opportunity, unfortunately, Fernando had to go back to Mexico, but with that opportunity, you know, I just want to give it everything I got, and it's definitely been more than I could ask for. What did you learn through that experience of watching the team up close and personal like that, and kind of the the identity of that team to maybe bring it to Dogs Black? Definitely, uh, the chemistry within within the locker room that year uh, was was otherworldly. Never really seen anything like that, especially being around so many collegiate guys. Like, you definitely want to pick their brains when you have the opportunity to, and you kind of learn, you know, how they go about their business. You know how how bought in they really are to everything. You know that they're there every day. You know, getting their lifts in. You know, getting their extra work in before the game. It's not just, you know, 705 first pitch comes and then you're there at 10. You know. kind of realize, look, what I kind of realized that year is, you know, you clock in, 
2 to 3 p.m. You get some work in before, you know, batting practice, and you take your batting practice. After that, you know, you might have some more stuff to do, and then next thing you know, it's 7.05, and it's game time. So that year, you know, finally understanding what it really took to become kind of a full-time ball player, that that's kind of what, what I took most out of it. You mentioned the fans. Being able to play in front of them has to be something special. Oh, absolutely. And, and Oktos has always had the best fans uh, in the world, in my opinion. Uh, and and seeing them at the field again, it's it's nothing but pure electricity, for sure. What was it like being able to get back onto the field again? I mean, COVID kind of threw a wrench into everybody's plans, and to be able to actually play a game again, even take us back to that first one, and just the, the anticipation and excitement of being able to, to suit up again and, and play the game that you love. Um, I mean, I feel like it, it was almost not real. Like, I remember at first, our first game, we were, out, we were going up to Lethbridge. And the bus broke down, like, five minutes out of town. Like, we had, like, a two-hour delay waiting for the bus. And it's like, oh, my goodness. We're not even one game done, and we're already back and into this kind of stuff. So, like, with all that going on, none of us, like, really had, like, the time to realize, like, oh, damn, like, it's our first game in a while. And when we finally hit the field in Lethbridge, like, I think it kind of took everyone by surprise. Not just uh, being on the field again, but playing in front of a couple hundred people definitely uh, got the boys a little jittery. But, you know, just being back on that field, it, it was definitely def- definitely didn't feel real for, for a little bit. Well, now that it is real, I- I'm curious as to your expectations for this season. Did you go into it thinking you were going to accomplish anything specific or did you want to work on anything specifically? Walk us through your mindset as you wanted to kind of uh, make your impact known here in the WCBL. Uh, I guess I, I didn't really go into this season with expectations, like statistic-wise or performance-wise or anything like that. Like mid-season, I just I just try to play. At the end of the day, it is just a game because when you get caught up in you know statistics or you know performance stuff like that, it can it can spiral real fast. And I've been there before. And you know, at the end of the day, this is my last year at the academy. I'm hoping you know to be back for. For a couple summers as well, hopefully. Uh, but you never know what can happen. So at the end of the day, I'm just taking it all in. One last summer, at least for now, with uh, a lot of the guys that I came up through the academy with, which makes it even more special. So every day, you know, don't take a day for granted, and you know, take it by, day by day. I was going to ask about that very point and that being about the the ability to be able to play with a bunch of guys that you've known for quite a while. It's almost like an extension of of the academy team in a sense and being able to play maybe a, another time together. What's it been like having uh, some of your brothers alongside the ride over the course of this summer? Oh, it's uh, it, it's, it's it's amazing. Like some of these guys, how far they've gone. Like it makes. Me and, you know, I know a lot of other people, like, really, really proud. Like, guys like Connor Croson, uh, Caden Zeroni, Tyrese Johnson. Uh, you know, I could name off a bunch of other guys, but, like, especially, like, those guys being here with me as a 15-year-old kid and seeing seeing them develop, you know, as much as I did and become the young men that they are now, I think uh, – that's been the most amazing thing to come out of all this. Like all of them, A plus human beings, and I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to come up with. 
Well, I know that uh, you've had quite the journey yourself when it comes to baseball, all starting in your home country of Venezuela. How did you get involved in baseball in the first place? When did you fall in love with it? And and sort of what, what was it that fueled your passion for the game? I guess back in Venezuela, unfortunately, like with everything going on, there was never a, a time where I could get involved with like sports or like school activities and stuff like that. Things are a little bit different out there. So when uh, my family decided to leave Venezuela and we first moved to White Rock, BC, and we were just kind of like taken back by, by everything like from the sports world to like the recreation world, kind of all that stuff, like the community was like a lot closer. So my dad like found this like sign-up sheet for White Rock Baseball or whatever and uh, signed me up and or probably half a year before, like, the league even started, my dad and I would go to the field and practice every day hmm. as, like, a six-year-old, seven-year-old kid. And um, that's probably when I first started learning uh, the meaning of work ethic and stuff like that. Because as a six-year-old, maybe you don't want to practice every day. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want to take ground balls and hit every day. But, you know... My dad was super persistent on it, and I think it was also kind of a way to um, keep me in touch with something back home, right? Because as a little kid, I, I didn't know what we had just been through and stuff like that. And as I started to grow up, you know, started watching more Major League Baseball, started watching guys like Cabrera, then um, you know, I'd watch videos of Omar Vizquel. Nowadays, Ronald Acuna, like, it, it's kind of my way to stay in touch with uh, my home roots and and that's why that's how I fell in love with it. Unfortunately, I don't know when when's the next time I'll be able to go back. But every time I'm on the field, you know, I like to think I'm representing a little part of my hometown and my family back home. How did the opportunity to go to Dogs Academy come up? Uh, well, I was in ninth grade, and Matthew Wilkinson, you know that I've known I've known him for for quite a while too. We grew up playing down in the Lower Mainland. I was in ninth grade. And uh, Alan Cox gave me a call around lunch. And I was thinking about going out to the Vox. Like, I was thinking about going out to Vauxhall at the time because I knew Liam and Damian were out there. And they're pretty prominent names out in the lower mainland. Mm-hmm. So we tested the waters out there. We didn't know much about Okotoks. There's not a lot of guys from the lower mainland who'd go out there, especially since Matt and I played down in the U.S. We, we, we were kind of out of touch with. Uh, Canadian baseball in general. So when I got this call from uh, Alan, he kind of like sent me a couple links, sent me some videos of the facilities. I'm like, this can't be real. This is in Canada. Like, this, this can't be real. And like, I show Matt, and he's like, that looks pretty legit, man. Because at the time, we were driving four, four to six times a week down to Seattle from White Rock, BC. Mm-hmm. So like. Training, train the traveling, training like it, it. It was pretty tough for for fourteen, fifteen year old kid. And when when Alan gave us a call and we saw it all, and the dogs came out to Langley, we talked to Jethro, um, Hollick, and Val. You know, we set up a little visit out out here, and next thing I know, I'm out here for four years. So it all happened pretty quick. When looking back on it now, what's that move meant to you and your your development, not only as a ball player but obviously as a human being as well? Uh, it's it, it was everything, honestly. Uh, 
out in White Rock, it's definitely uh, a different different lifestyle for sure. Um, but you know, I I never really felt at home there. And the moment I came to Oak Toks, it everything just changed. Like, not only was I going to school and you know seeing buddies at school every day, but they also happened to be my teammates. Like, there wasn't there was like this form of brotherhood of family that I just never experienced before. And, you know, over the years, it just grew even more intense. And now, next thing you know, we're, we're brothers for life. And I don't think uh, there's going to be a time in our lives we're not going to be talking or thinking about each other for sure. It's got to be a real special feeling, not only being able to kind of share this summer together, but I know that your your next step in baseball also includes some of your brothers with the Dogs Academy being uh, Crowder. Walk us through that process and what it means to you to be able to uh, take that next step in your journey. It's going to be exciting for sure. Uh, I'm going down there with uh, Caden Zeroni. Uh, he's, like I said, he's been out here with me for a while someone who really bought into this place and it's, it's paid off. And obviously Crowder is, uh, is not, not too bad of a school. I'm pretty sure they, they, uh, made it all the way to the semis of the college world series this year. So we know they're, they're about their business. Uh, we've, uh, formed pretty good relationships with the coaches already. Uh, but you know, we know, we know they mean business down there and we know it's not going to be easy, but we know, you know, being through here, you know what what we're getting into at the end of the day like we know the work we have to put in and we're definitely willing to do it what was it about that program that stuck out to you that made you go yeah i want to go there next um unfortunately for my family and i uh like financially we we, we haven't always been the best well off and uh coach uh Lowman and uh coach dowdy and the rest of the staff there uh they were they were pretty persistent on getting me and, and, you know, even before I committed, you know, I felt like we all made a pretty good relationship with each other. And, and I was just straight up with them. I said, listen, like you guys are an unbelievable program, all this. And, but we're just not, we're not sure we're going to be able to afford it because I was looking for uh, more affordable options and stuff like that at the time. And, you know, they, they were uh, great, uh, gracious enough, you know, to give me a very, uh, a very uh, flexible option, and and you know, them as as a staff as a whole, I, I just feel very comfortable with them. I feel like we already have this uh, this relationship starting to bond, and I can already tell it's a special place. So overall, just just a place that gave me an opportunity. At the end of the day, that that's why I chose it. They were they were they were the place that that kind of set it off for me. Speaking of opportunities, I know you've had quite a few over the course of the last few years here in Alberta to go to different places, play in different tournaments. I know you took part in T12, which was the last time uh, we chatted with you. When you look back on your journey thus far, what's been the most rewarding experience? What's been the most memorable experience you've been able to have on a diamond? Oh, that's a tough one. There's uh, there's been a lot. Um I want to say that last game in Indianapolis with that 2019 Academy Black team, I want to say it was definitely probably the most memorable one because we were that was one of the closest groups I've ever played with, with guys like Caesar um, and Micah McDowell as well. 
other guys like Kendall Keller, Nicholas Tremblay, Jordan Lucier. I can name off a bunch of other guys too, but we were, we were a close group and uh, we made it to semis, heartbreaking loss there. And that was kind of like the last game uh, we played, a bunch of us played like as an academy team or like even as a team in general for a while because a couple months later, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, things just, you didn't play baseball for a year. And mm-hmm. so I always think to that last day and I was like, man, if I only knew what was going to come. Speaking of experience as well, you've, as mentioned, you've, you've had a lot of them to this point. And obviously at Dogs Academy, you have those alumni roll through and they offer pieces of advice or wisdom for you. Now that you're kind of that guy, you're, you're nearing the end of the Academy years and you're heading to that next step. Knowing what you know now, what kinds of advice would you give to those young kids that are maybe 13, 14, 15, who are just starting out with the Dogs Academy or anywhere else in this province? Uh, I definitely, definitely probably the biggest thing I tell them is, and it's pretty cliche, but you know, just buy in, buy into the process, like buy into what they're trying to do with you there. Cause you know, I was, I was a stubborn 13, 14 year old kid too at one point. And you know, sometimes I, I, I was doing drills that made me feel uncomfortable and maybe I wasn't having the best result with. And, but at the end of the day, like it was only to get me better, like, our coaches aren't there to get us worse, right? Like, uh, you just buy into the, the program, buy into the process there, and, you know, the track record speaks for itself, right? Like, the guys who bought into here look where they're at now, and, and it, that, that's just probably as much as i got to say. Like, buy into the process, and, you know, you don't know how far you'll be able to go. Final question for you. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Game of baseball, I mean, it, it's kind of what, we've dedicated our lives to after, you know, after the age of 12, 13, when I started realizing this is kind of what I wanted to do. And, uh, I mean, obviously family and God come before anything else, but baseball's right there next to, next to those two. And everything I do, everything, everything I live for has been for this game. Um, you know, I've had a very, very, uh, I've been very lucky to have such a supportive family throughout all this because, you know, it, it's not not easy to keep up with this kind of stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's just been an opportunity for me to get a better life. Uh, you know, someone somewhere better off where I would have been in Venezuela and, you know, the opportunity to go to school, get education and all this stuff. Alejandro, you've had a fascinating journey in baseball to this point, and we're so happy to have you join us to share it. Uh, congratulations again on all your success to this point and continued success going forward. Thanks again so much for joining us here on the podcast. Well, I appreciate you for you having me. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Next up is Edmonton Prospects outfielder Connor Bronson. His journey is a lot closer to home as he hails from nearby St. Albert. The 5'10", 195-pound left-hander comes from a family enveloped in baseball, so it was a no-doubter that he wanted to play the game as well. After suiting up with all kinds of teams in the Capital Region over the years, he moved away from home to Vancouver Island University of the Canadian College Baseball Conference for the 2018 season. Bronson's back now and having a solid season with the prospects. We talked about it all last week. Connor, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. 
Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're originally from St. Albert, so what's it like playing for the hometown team of sorts, the Edmonton Prospects? Oh, it's awesome. Honestly, I grew up and I've gone to a bunch of their games and I've had some buddies I used to play with that went through the program and they all loved it. And It's just an experience I'm happy I could be a part of, something I've worked for, so it's nice to finally get there. How unique has it been being the Road Warriors, having home games pretty much anywhere and everywhere imaginable? Uh, it uh, brings me back to a lot of high school days. That's uh, all those diamonds where I played growing up. So personally, I've got a lot of familiarity with all of them. But uh, we definitely have uh, something special with the team having to play there instead of like some of these other teams that have their new stadiums or newly renovated stadiums. So. I suppose it's an edge. Yeah, and I suppose it provides a little bit of an opportunity for everybody to kind of get to know each other and rally around each other. I mean, it's not affecting you guys in the in the standings, for example. No, luckily enough, we've been playing pretty well, so hopefully we can keep that up. But uh, it just kind of lets us focus on playing baseball. Don't get too distracted by the sights and sounds of some of the other stadiums. So mm-hmm. it's how, good. How nice has it been in getting to play in front of fans again? Oh, it's it's unreal. It's been a couple of years now. So, firstly, just I haven't played a college level game in about three years. So, just getting back to it and then having the fans and having them support you is just, just indescribable. It's if you want to play play harder, play better. You're a Vancouver Island University product as well. Like you said, it's been a yep. while since you've been able to play baseball. How exciting has it been to just kind of get back out with the boys? And even if it's some new faces, just being able to uh, to get to play the game you love. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. I, uh, like I said, I've been playing baseball my whole life, so just being able to get back to it and play it at a high level and do whatever I can to win is really just it's been the best. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. You're off to a great start, obviously, with the prospects as well. What's been key to your success, especially coming off a long break like you've been? Uh, I'm just trying not, not to think too much. You know, haven't not played in a while, it's easy to get caught up and trying to make up for the time lost. You know, just trying to take one game at a time, one win at a time, and do whatever we can to win, really. Did you have any expectations of yourself heading into the summer or things that you wanted to work on so that you were ready for the next uh, college season? Uh, yeah. Everyone comes in with expectations of themselves. I just I tried not to put them too high on myself. But uh, so like I know what I'm capable of, so I expect myself to do pretty well and maintain that high level to uh, help my team compete. So if I do that, then I'll help my team in the college time too. So Anything specific that you've been working on to make sure that you're you're able to kind of hit the ground running, so to speak, especially during that break? Like were you hanging out in the garage or did you have a backyard uh, uh, cage? What were you using to kind of make sure you're passing the time effectively and constructively? Uh, yeah, during the pandemic, I actually set up a gym in my basement at my house. So just really just been working out a lot, trying to be in the best shape possible and then hitting in the cage, especially in Vancouver Island. We just got a new one built there. So I've been using that as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So just those two things really help me stay ready. Very, always. Very cool. Well, let's head back in time a little bit here and how you got into baseball in the first place. Do you remember the first time you grabbed a glove and a bat and did you love it right away? Oh, I don't remember the first time, no, but I no, I loved it the whole time. My uh, my entire family's played baseball, really. My uh, my mom and dad played slow pits the whole time I was growing up, so I'd spend a lot of weekends just at the diamond, hanging out, 
And then for as long as I can remember, I've played baseball. It's been that and hockey, and then baseball just took over. Obviously, you have that choice, right? Being in Alberta, it's typically it's uh, hockey number one, football number two, and baseball somewhere afterwards. So what was it about baseball that really kind of captured your attention, aside from the fact that you were you were constantly around the diamond with your folks? Uh, it's just a lot of fun how it's it's a team game played individually, but it's one that you can't win individually. A lot of other sports you can have one guy take over and in baseball everyone's got to do their part and you got to play it until the time runs out you can never just kneel out the clock or waste time because if you if you just lay back then there's a chance of losing that game what made you decide baseball was the one that you wanted to chase versus hockey uh it's just always been the sport really like i loved playing hockey when i was younger but baseball's always what called to me and i was better at baseball than it was at hockey so it really was an easy choice once I got to that age so aside from your parents any favorite players or teams that you you loved watching as a kid uh obviously the Blue Jays hard not to cheer for the Canada team but uh favorite player Jacoby Ellsbury uh he's an outfielder for the Red Sox saw him live in Seattle so that was a real cool moment for me when I was growing up very cool. What a, Tell us a little bit about your baseball travels, and you've been to Seattle. Any other uh, favorite parks that you've been to, for example? Uh, I've been to a lot of spring training games, with either with BIU or my parents. We'd go to Arizona, San Diego. So I've been to a lot of spring training parks, but I've only ever actually been to uh, Safeco for okay. MLB Diamonds. Very cool. Uh, when it comes to the playing career, any favorite memories of the game and all your travels to this point? Yeah, that's a tough question. Holy. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know if I can think of anything specific, but it's just, I don't know if I could tell you a specific moment. There's been a lot of fun times, but I feel like it's mostly just the people that make the moments the best. So, Speaking of people, you're playing for Jordan Blundell, a guy that you know really well from your time with Prospects Academy. Your coach at VIU is also part of the coaching staff with the Prospects. What have the, those guys meant to you in your development as a player? Oh, it's been awesome. Especially, uh, I had Jordan, as you said, in high school, uh, and he's a great coach. He uh, helped me a lot in high school, and then obviously going to VIU with Nick. Uh, it's been good, and so being able to have them both here when I come back, it's a lot. It makes the situation a lot more comfortable, a lot uh, easier for me to succeed. So, any other people you want to give a shout out to, teammates, coaches, otherwise? I'll give a shout out to my parents. They've been I wouldn't be where I am without them. So. Just got to thank them for that. Absolutely. Everything they do. Absolutely. Uh, we always talk about advice for those young players just getting started. Maybe you were that kid growing up who saw an Edmonton area product come back to offer their advice. Now that you're that guy and have the benefit of hindsight, what advice would you give to those kids just starting their baseball journeys? Uh, don't take it too seriously. Um, I had that problem a lot. I still do have that problem. But, uh, once it's over, it's over. And baseball is a sport where you fail a lot. So once you learn to be able to fail, laugh it off, and then you'll hit the ground running your next time. And it'll just help you succeed more and more and keep the love of the game going. Absolutely. And speaking of the love of the game, final question is we always ask, what does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, it means everything. It's consumed most of my life. And I like I wouldn't be where I was today with work ethic, uh, school anywhere without it so i owe everything really 
Fantastic stuff. Well, Connor, congratulations on the season that you're having to this point. Continued success. And thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Alejandro Cazorla Granados and Connor Bronson for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and review on your podcast app as those actions help spread the word about what we're up to. And don't forget to head to our website for more profiles on WCBL players with our series three up, three down. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.